0: Hello, and welcome to the recap by Dive Collective. Over the next few minutes, we're going to hit the highlights of the last week's reading from our reading plan. Anika and I, and sometimes Kelly, are excited to invite you along as we read through the Bible together. You can find our reading plan at divecollective.org. It's a free download when you sign up for our newsletter. We know some love the accountability of a checklist, while others thrive from the freedom to join in whenever your schedule allows. The recap is intended to meet all of those needs. So whichever category you fit into, just know we're excited to have you here with us today. Welcome back to the recap. We are on the May 29th episode. We are covering numbers starting in 32 through Deuteronomy chapter 2. Still in Psalms, still in Isaiah, and Isaiah has very long chapters.
1: (laughs) did have long chapters this week. <laughs> this read through of Isaiah just really makes me feel like I want to study Isaiah.
0: Yeah, let's start in Isaiah. OK. Because Deuteronomy is where, where I got the most. Not Deuteronomy, my bad. Numbers, the end of Numbers is where I think I got the most out of it. So if I'm reading Isaiah correctly, which I always have questions about whether I am, it's like this constant cycle of God's judgment on not just the nations, but Israel too. And then his redeeming, gracious, wait for it, coming for you. So especially in the reading that I did today, chapter 29, it says your speech will whisper from the dust. 29, doom Ariel, Ariel, the city where David set Mm -hmm. camp, let the years add up, let the festivals run their cycles, but I'm not letting up on Jerusalem. The moaning and groaning will continue. Jerusalem to me is an Ariel, like David, I'll set up camp against you. I'll set siege, build towers, bring in siege en- engines, build siege ramps, driven into the ground, you'll speak. You'll mumble words from the dirt, your your voice from the ground, like the muttering of a ghost, your speech will whisper from the dust. It makes me think of an attitude adjustment. This is what it makes me think of, like you're gonna mumble from the ground. He's like kind of like, I'm gonna I'll crush you, you bad children <laughs> yeah. And then right after that, it says, But it will be your enemies who are beaten to dust, the mob of tyrants who will be blown away like chaff, because surprise, as if out of nowhere, a visit from God of angel armies, with thunderclaps, earthquakes, and ear splitting noise, backed up by hurricanes, tornadoes, and lightning strikes, and the mob of enemies at war with Ariel, and all who trouble and hassle and torment her, will turn out to be a bad dream, a nightmare. So that the mob of nations against Mount Zion will wake up and find they haven't shot an arrow, haven't killed a single soul. And then it says, was it chapter 30? Yeah, chapter 30, verse 18, but God's not finished. He's waiting around to be gracious to you. He's gathering strength to show mercy to you. God takes the time to do everything right, everything. Those who wait around for him are the lucky ones. Oh yes, people of Zion, citizens of Jerusalem, your time of tears is over. Cry for help, and you'll find it's grace and more grace. How about them apples? he's like condemning Israel and then it turns out it's a dream and he's going to save Israel. I don't know. It's hard to follow, but at the same time it's so concise picture of God, like the way that he, he doesn't let us out of it. Like he disciplines us. He pursues us and he disciplines us as people. And he's just toward us and he will come after our enemies, the people who persecute and treat us, treat us badly. Like he's protective of us. And he's waiting for anybody to turn to him, to be mm-hmm. gracious to him. Like that's his, yeah. that's his whole goal is to be gracious yeah. to all who turn to him.
1: Like that justice aspect of God towards those who have rejected him. And like you said, even towards his children Yeah. while they're rejecting him, but there's always grace. Always grace. There's thing. But his
0: justice even towards his children is almost every time where you see him talking about him bringing calamity on his own people like it's always a response to their bad behavior. It's not um, there's a difference in the tone that he takes towards Mm -hmm. his enemies versus the tone that he takes towards his children, which is Mm -hmm. I'm gathering you back to me. Everything that I'm doing is so that you will turn back to me and call on me because when you call on me I will be gracious to you. It's a different purpose. It's a different tone and you can kind of see
1: that pretty clearly. I feel like in Isaiah. Yeah. What you just said reminded me of because I was thinking about this as I was reading it, and I don't remember where it was. God gave them over to their own thinfulness and the idea that we're our own worst enemy. We see him bring calamity on people, but a lot of times he just is giving us, giving humanity over to what humanity would already do yes. without him.
0: You want it your so, way? Have it your way. Right, yep. right. Yeah. It's like parents and their natural consequences. I discipline my children when they're looking me square in the eye and doing exactly what they know they're not supposed mm-hmm. to do. When they're deliberately disobeying, I feel like requires discipline, whereas they're ignoring the wise counsel I gave them. Then you just like, okay,
1: good luck yeah. with that. You'll come running back. Are
0: you done in um, Isaiah?
1: Yeah, Psalm 78, there were some things that I tied back to yes. my Isaiah read. It's the same idea that, This song popped into my head as I was reading, like halfway through Psalm 78, where it says, yet he was compassionate. He atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He often turned his anger aside and did not unleash all his wrath. He remembered that they were only flesh, a wind that passes and does not return. The phrase from the song that just describes God's love as fathomless. So then in Isaiah, when I was reading Isaiah 25, in the middle of all that judgment, 25, it's like that, this combination of salvation and judgment. And in verse eight, it says he will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face, remove his people's disgrace from the whole earth for the Lord has spoken on that day. It will be said, look, this is our God. We have waited for him and he has saved us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Because before that in Psalm 78, it's talking about judgment. They didn't believe God or revile rely on his salvation and so he gave a command to the clouds and opened the doors of heaven psalm 78 actually i loved because it's walking through it's, it's yeah it's history It's, it's the historical. which reminded me of is it the beginning of deuteronomy does the same thing it's like talking reminder of what god has done for israel and how they've There's so him. much
0: repetition in those first five yeah yeah but psalm 78 is total repetition of mm-hmm. the history and so i actually wrote When I was doing Psalm 78, it would have been like around 62 and 63. At the very end, he says, he scattered everyone who got in their way. He staked out an inheritance for them. The tribes of Israel all had their own places. And I had just read Numbers 34. So I wrote Numbers 34 by there, which is exactly where you see them staking out their inheritance all around Mm -hmm. um, that promised land. And then Numbers 33 um, verses 55 through 56 is referred to. In that very next paragraph it says their pagan orgies provoked God's anger their obscene idolatries broke his heart when God heard they're carrying on he was furious he posted a huge no over Israel he walked off and left Shiloh and um, empty that's talking about those verses
1: um is there anything else from Psalms I was reading Psalms today Psalm 79 and 80 I read those today And they both felt really relevant. (laughs) I feel like it's been a rough week with the racial stuff that's happening in America right now. And there were several sections in both of those Psalms. Psalm 78 verses 8 and 9, do not hold past iniquities against us. Let your compassion come to us quickly for we have become very weak. God of our salvation, help us for the glory of your name. Rescue us and atone for our sins for your name's sake. There are lots of things in Psalms that we can use as examples for worship and for prayer. And that felt like like it turned into a prayer for me. It just felt really Mm. relevant personally and like for their church and just for humanity in general yes and then psalm 80 is the same it's just asking god to rally your power and come to save us restore us god Yeah. make your face shine in us so that we may be saved and psalm 80 i noticed also refers to god as the god of armies which is what isaiah over and over and over he's the god of armies i love that name of god because it just is um powerful uh, it makes me feel in safe. charge yeah 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 yep. mm-hmm. yeah so i can't decide which direction to
0: go there's two completely different things i want to talk about and the racial injustice thing is so fascinating the way that god spoke to me about that this week it's probably deuteronomy <laughs> that's funny okay um so both so of them moving things- on yeah well both of the things that i <laughs> unless you're not somewhere. ready do you have more no no no. no
1: no no nope.
0: okay let's go one of these things I'm not sure is going to be super relevant, so I'll start there. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verses 24 through 28, it says at the very end of 25. So God is telling them like what he's going to do and how they're going to take the people that he's commanding them to take over. And he says, go to war with him before the day is out. I'll make sure that the people around here are thoroughly terrified. Rumors of you are going to spread like wildfire. They'll totally panic. And for some reason, it was the first time that I was like, that's totally how God works. That's totally how God does his thing beyond that among nations where he starts these rumors. He lets these rumors spread like wildfire and it weakens nations And the reason that I was thinking about that, well, also in the end times, it talks about there will be wars and rumors of wars. I've often kind of thought, well, that doesn't make sense because we have media like we're not there's not going to be rumors. We're going to know what's happening. But then I was reading this article this morning that was talking about these um, deep fakes. Deep fakes. Deep fakes. AI, this artificial intelligence that we have going on in technology. This AI is allowing us to create these videos of people saying things. These people never said these things. They were never in the places that the video says that they're in. Like they can create these completely fake videos that look like you're not going to be able to tell the difference between what's real and what's not real, which is terrifying when you think Mm -hmm. about it. We don't trust the media anymore. We have no idea who to trust. We have no idea what's real, who's writing completely fake things and who's writing Real things when you think about these articles and how Facebook is trying to stay on top of like fake news and real news and now they're controlling mm-hmm. all of that. I was like, man, that's that's amazing. This racial injustice stuff is so agonizing. It's it's absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason that it's so heartbreaking is because I have like people that I deeply love on both sides. On both sides of this like my dad was a police officer so like i get mm-hmm. that there's there's two mm-hmm. sides to every story there just is and even if there's yeah. no excuse for what happened this week and there isn't like i can't help but put myself in the position of all of these good police officers who are gonna have to like mm-hmm. second guess themselves and right like
1: defend themselves defend yeah.
0: themselves and not be able to defend themselves because like for fear for their own fears of like just All of that. But then the reality that, well, now we're not even going to know like what's real. And at some point these videos are the proof that we're using. And now like nothing's even real anymore. You know, it's just, it's just terrifying. And just that, like what you're saying, like my heart is just, Lord, come save us. This is just, we're so depraved and we're so broken back to the the racial injustice thing which is so it's been on my heart but as a white person as a white woman it's like I don't even I don't feel like I can say things like when I was look I was watching some of the comment threads under some different posts that my friends were posting and just listening just trying to like hear like what is Mm -hmm. yeah how can I understand more and I have a white friend who has black children and she's like what am I supposed to do? Like my kids are afraid mm-hmm. and I don't even know how to fix this. And this black woman responds with this truth, like super truth. Like the Hebrews were against the Midianites. Like, like this has been the way that's all been through history. Point them to Jesus, point them to Jesus, point them to Jesus. It was mm-hmm. such good, solid truth. I can't say that. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel right. like I can say as a white woman, I can't speak to this situation and say, Jesus, like, cause that's like a, it's a total platitude <laughs> for me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like something, it was so powerful coming from this woman and so good. And so what's interesting about the timing of that is that it was earlier in the week as I was doing number, as I was reading numbers, 32, the very first part of 32, (laughs) I'm going to tell the story in drunk Bible story form.
1: Oh, good. Okay.
0: Have you heard about drunk Bible stories? Have I talked about this? (laughs)
1: Let's do it.
0: So basically my Moses is coming to, um, to up to the land, they're getting ready to cross the Jordan, and they're preparing to stake out the who gets what land. Mm-hmm. And Gad and who? Gad and Reuben. Reuben. Reuben? Yeah. yeah. Gad and Reuben come to God or come to Moses, and they're like, "So, <laughs> this land's kind of <laughs> great, and like we have a ton of cows, and we got a lot of sheep, and so we're sort of like, like this land is like perfect for us. So we're thinking mm. maybe we could just stay here and." So that's cool, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense for us to just stay here. And Moses is like, tell me again, you're telling, you're telling me that you want to send your brothers and sisters off to war to fight their battles and take the promised land. And you're just going to hang out here where you're comfortable. And he's basically like, let me just remind you that the whole reason that we spent 40 years here in the first place is because he." The spies came back and completely disheartened the people. And you're about to mm-hmm. dishearten your people all again by saying, good luck, right. guys. Let's like, just we're, say, yeah. Yeah, we're comfortable. And I read that passage and I was like, oh my word, that is, yep. that is me. That is me in so many, I could think of several applications, but the first application that hit me hard was totally about racial injustice. And I was like, that's me. Like, I have this comfortable inheritance that I'm mm-hmm. living as a white woman in a predominantly white world. And I'm letting my brothers and sisters go off and fight this battle on their own. And then it was just like, wow, Lord, what does that even, what does it look like? Like, what am I supposed to do? Because Facebook posts aren't anything. They do nothing. Right. They equal zero, but maybe they don't like, maybe I'm trying to become braver even in just like commenting on my Black friends post and saying like, I am listening. I am I am so sorry. You know, just trying to, because yeah. before I would just be quiet because I was like, there's nothing that I can say right? that's going to make anybody feel better about anything. But at the same time, I want my brothers and sisters to know that I love them. Some of the things that I was hearing yesterday that were helpful were just like, speak up in your sphere of influence. Wherever you have a sphere of influence and you see it happening, speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things I heard yesterday that was really interesting or powerful was listen it was actually an argument it wasn't healthy like the way that they were interacting with each other wasn't kind they weren't patient mm-hmm. or gracious with one another but one of the things that I did get out of it was one of the ladies was like uh, the person who filmed it should be charged as well because they didn't they sat by and didn't do anything and other somebody else was like they are probably I'm pretty sure it was a black person. If they're a black person, they're going to become a, like they know they're going to become a statistic if they jump into that. Mm -hmm. And this lady was like, well, I wouldn't have hesitated. I would have been in there. And somebody else was like, that's really great. You blonde, you beautiful blonde chick. You don't have to worry about getting shot. If you stand up, that's, that is white privilege. And I was like, that makes sense. Like I just, you know, these things that I'm not, I haven't been listening to the word right privilege has kind of made me cringe because I can't control that. You know, like I don't have any control over that, but at least to like recognize that is a very significant reality that Mm. I do have the ability to step in and not worry about getting shot. So much to think about. Um, some of the other applications are, you know, I joke with Jeff about (laughs) there's a chance that he might promote. And if he promotes, he'll have to do a few more years in the Navy. And I don't want to leave Washington. So I've always been, I've been like, you can go like, go ahead and finish your two years. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go Mm -hmm. wherever. I'll be here when you get back. (laughs) Very much like Gad and Ruben. This is pretty comfortable and I'm going to hang out here. here. Yeah, good luck. So kind of convicted about like, maybe not joking about that so much anymore. It doesn't faze him. But at the same time, that's basically what I'm doing. And even like, The third application, which is really interesting, is even regarding Dive Collective. I am like loving Tuesdays. If this is like, Mm -hmm. if it never got bigger, I'm the kind of person that will convince myself that what we have, what I have is enough. Like I don't need Mm -hmm. more to be happy. But it was very much like, I have a promise for you. I have an inheritance for you that's way bigger than what you have right now. Like, don't get comfortable. It just was really super convicting, but in a like life-giving way, you know, that yeah. like get up, get in lockstep with your brothers and sisters. Don't be satisfied with less than my best for everybody, for, your, for you and for your brothers and sisters. And so it's interesting. I think my mom asked a question in the collective, is there any signs that they ended up settling for less than God's best? Because they did get that land. They inherited that land east of the Jordan.
1: Yes. They got to stay. They just had to go fight. And then Yeah, they just had, it, right?
0: Yeah, and yeah. so there's
1: that question of did they actually take less
0: than what God had would have had for them if they had waited and gone into the promised land. And I don't know if there is evidence of that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It would it wouldn't surprise me that there was there would have been more for them if they had trusted mm-hmm. because that's exactly they did exactly what Caleb and Joshua's spies had done which is like this is too big for us it's too much we're fine where we are mm-hmm. anyway it was big yeah. that was a big one
1: numbers 32 was really big for me this week i think that was the biggest for me from numbers if
0: you enjoyed this discussion and maybe you're wondering how to get more highlights out of your own scripture reading you might be interested in joining our in-depth dive studies where we model our process of inductive bible study you can find out more at divecollective.org under the studies tab